Hello everybody and welcome back. Today we're here with something a little bit different. So prior to releasing my previous episode regarding eating meat, being vegan and vegetarian, before I actually released that to the public, I uh, I contacted Sophia. I wasn't sure she listened to the podcast or not, but I, was, I just had to put it out there like, before you listen to that, I just wanted to let you know there's a, there's a few strong opinions, so I hope there's hope there's no offence caused um but I knew that she'd she'd most likely have a strong opinion. Um, so then the episode came out, and as predicted, she wasn't happy with some of the comments everyone made. Or not necessarily that, as more she had her own explanation. And I think I understand that these group discussions is a very small demographic of people, specifically four black males from Wakefield. <laughs> so I understand this element of bias and. All my episodes, it's like the the marriage one, of course, it was all males and such. So I think it is important to give the opportunity for some other people to have, have a voice. And while I have this platform, to help you guys think alternatively. So, she sent me some voice notes after the episode about some of her opinions. And that's what I want to share with you today. So, as you can appreciate, the audio quality is not going to be perfect. Um... And there's a few pauses in between the voice notes of when I'm playing each one. But I've gone through and I've recorded them all and I've given you them here to listen. So, hope you guys enjoy. Here's Sophia Antonui. Probably murdered that name, but there you have it. Hey TJ, so I had listened to your podcast. And overall I thought it was really good. Like, gave loads of food for thought and the way people argued about it. It's brilliant. And I think it's really good that you guys are actually talking about this thing. And it's such a massive issue these days. Like, a lot of people seem to think about it a lot more and talk about it a lot more, which is really, really good. It's like, it's a huge positive thing. Um, there were quite a few points though, which I just feel like as a vegan, I should explain a little bit more. So the first point was planning the meals. It takes a little bit of time to adjust to it and know what you're gonna be eating. And lack of everything new, it just takes a bit more experience to get to know and a bit of research as well. But the good thing about this is like any skill it can be learned, and also you'll find a new love for food and nutrition and you learn so much more. Like I would never have known about tempeh or like certain types of fermented soybeans and seitan. It's not actually like seitan. It sounds like the same name, but it's made from gluten. It's another meat alternative. It's really, really meaty and ridiculously high in protein as well. But um, yeah, there's just loads of stuff that you wouldn't try. And when you think about it, eating the same three, four types of meat, it's actually really restrictive. Vegan diets, it sounds like it would be more restrictive, but you actually try so many more foods, and a lot of the foods you are having, you would never have otherwise tried. So really, it's a great way to try new things and open your mind up about some of the food options that are there that you just wouldn't have looked at before. The other argument, well, there's quite a few more, but um, the next one. (laughs) Um, it's, It's a tradition that human race has been doing. Okay, I hate this argument. It's a tradition, like, it's what we've always done. So therefore we should continue doing it. No, you know, um, in another example, you're really not going to like this example, but slavery was something people used to do and loads of generations did it and it was just a done thing. It's what children grew up knowing that they had slaves in the house. Just because it's always been done does not mean it's right. And it takes a really brave and courageous person to stand up to that and say, no, I don't want to continue. I don't want to continue this whole cycle of slavery and doing the wrong thing. Um, so yeah, just because it's always been done doesn't mean it's right. It's not morally justified. 
um, also looked up cavemen types. It's something I've heard so many times that, oh, cavemen used to eat meat. You know, we've always been doing it. We've been doing it from such a long time ago. So I looked up when, I, when were the cavemen times on Google. Okay, I think there's a time limit on these voice notes, so it cut out. But um, so yeah, cavemen times came up two million years ago. I looked it up just out of curiosity just to see. So two million years ago, that's such a long time ago. A lot of things have changed. Life expectancy was so much shorter then. Also, we don't need meat to survive now. We go to supermarkets. We don't live in jungles and forests and kill our own food. And there's a lot more cleaner conditions now. Even the animals people are buying to eat, they've been pumped with antibiotics, which is a whole other problem of antibiotic resistance. But anyway, so many things have changed. If you want to go back to cavemen times, you know, people should get out of their houses and go back into nature and see how much they like it then and get back into their roots. Okay, next argument is the most convenient source. Okay, how in any aspect is this convenient? Someone is being paid, a whole industry is being funded on people buying into advertisement from the meat and dairy industry. I was really shocked when I was back doing my research about five years ago when I was first looking into the whole veganism. I thought it was all just whole lot of malarkey like none of it was true a lot of the people that set the food and diet guidelines actually have shares in the meat and dairy industry especially in america this is just so corrupt it just goes to show you financial incentives go above any sort of moral healthcare implications for the whole country but yeah going back to the whole convenient source naturally it's not convenient you'd have to go out there find yourself an animal to kill catch it kill it clean it you know take its skin off take down the parts cut out the bones you know it's a whole hassle compared to finding a plant picking the beans planting your potatoes legumes pulses anything like that so much more convenient and regardless if we're talking about contemporary times we go to the supermarket and buy whatever you want to buy okay it comes pre-packaged you know you get the meat sold in the little fridge area of the supermarket it is quite convenient but the same way you can go and buy you know, a packet of beans, a packet of peas, a packet of chickpeas, a can of sweet, of sweet corn, all sorts of things. Um, so it's not really the most convenient source. And another thing that's quite related to that is how do animals get their protein? You say animals are such a great way to get protein, it's quite a convenient source. Where? Sorry, Kyle, again, but yeah, so where are the animals getting their protein from? They get protein from eating plants. All the animals in the field, the cows are there eating the grass, monkeys eat fruits, they're like gorillas, most of the strongest animals are herbivores. Okay, you've got lions and carnivores, we'll get back to that in a second, they're more adapted to be carnivorous and to eat meat. As humans, we're not, and we'll come on to the canine argument in a second, which is probably my favourite argument. But regardless, as animals get their protein from plants... Veganism should argue that you should just go straight to the plant, bypass the whole animal, bypass the whole cholesterol and saturated fat and hormones and antibiotics and all the other nasty stuff you get from eating animals, and you can get the same protein from plants. There's also a bit of confusion later on talking about essential amino acids, um, you know, that you can't get them from plants. Just to clear that up, you can get all nine essential amino acids from plants, and one particular plant source is soy protein, which contains all nine amino acids in one form but regardless even if you don't like soy there's loads of ways you can get all your amino acids just from eating a healthy balanced diet that does not consist of any meat intake and one of the guys was saying you know he doesn't want to get a whole packet of nuts and eat them nuts come with a lot of other things that 
you know, a lot of meat doesn't. It comes with loads of micronutrients, so vitamins, minerals, also loads of fibre, which will lead to a healthy digestive tract and all sorts of other things we've learnt in the first couple of years of dentistry. Um, so a variety of wholesome foods is needed, not just to allow meat to satisfy your nutrient requirements. That is really restrictive and not balanced and healthy in any way. Okay, so coming on to the whole canines thing. So, you know, what are canines for? Canines, from a young age, I remember being taught in primary school, canines are the sharp teeth, they're the pointy ones. They're there to tear meat apart. This is completely false and inaccurate. So, okay, canines come from the word carnivore, meaning to eat meat. The reason why our teeth are named canines are coming from animals that actually use their canines to do such things such as lions, panthers, leopards, you know, all those sort of carnivorous animals. Now, if you compare a photo of human dentition compared to carnivorous animals, it's laughable. The comparison isn't even... Sorry, I just got interrupted. But, um, yeah, so our canines are named canines for their shape only, not their function. If we had a rabbit in front of us, a live jumping around rabbit. We do not have claws to capture them. Our canines are nowhere near sharp enough to tear into their flesh through the fur, through all the sinew, through all the connective tissue to get to the flesh and the meat underneath. There's not a chance. So in that respect, our canines are there to help us chew food, any food, plant food, you know, not meat in particular. Um, animals are being bred to eat. Okay, there's so many things wrong with that. Animals are there not just to satisfy us. I don't know how humans have got to this position where, okay, top of the food chain. You put you in a cage of a lion with no guns, no knives, no nothing. You know, a lion's got claws, it's got its teeth, as we were talking about before. It's well adapted to kill and eat us. That's what it's, it's literally born to do. It has no emotional or moral decision-making skills, you know, like humans are evolved to be intelligent creatures. That's the argument we say. That's why we're so much better than all the animals and that's why we deserve to kill and eat them. That's just not true. We keep some human, we keep some animals as pets, you know. In China, they eat dogs. Yulin meat vessel, really popular every year. Hinduism, they don't eat cows because they worship cows. Muslims don't eat pork because they find pigs dirty. You know, every single country has a different culture and all of it, Um, one of the first questions that came up is why are vegans and vegetarians, like, why are they vegans and vegetarians? Why do they not eat meat or dairy or eggs, anything like that? Um, I think most vegans definitely will probably give you three main reasons. There's loads of reasons, and it's specific to each individual. But um, And I'll probably give you about one documentary for each one if you did want to do any more research, because it's definitely worth watching, I would say. So... Obviously, they'll have different weightings per person. For me, personally, the side that got me the most and certain documentaries that I couldn't put behind me and just ignore the statistics because it, it just reached me on an emotional level is ethical and moral cruelty that you see happening in these slaughterhouses and happening in the meat and dairy fields and, and the way that animals are treated. And a really good documentary to kind of try and understand what's going on is Earthlings. It's on YouTube watch the entire movie it's really difficult to watch I literally do not cry ever <laughs> but I happily hold my hands up and say I, I cried when I was watching it and the worst part is it's, it's all real footage it's been filmed it's 
vegan activists that have gone at night time and filmed or it's illegal what they're doing, getting CCTV and footage of things, places that aren't meant to be seen. And there's another quote, I can't remember who it's by, I think it says, if all slaughterhouses had glass... Something about if all slaughterhouses were glass houses or something, um, everyone would be vegetarian. Basically, if everyone could see what was going on and had the knowledge and wisdom of knowing what happens, no one would want to continue that that cruelty and stuff. It's just so unnecessary, especially in today's society. If you're interested in the environmental aspects of the meat and dairy industry, Cowspiracy is a really good one to watch. For me personally, I'm really concerned about the environment. I think a lot of young people are, especially when they realise the impact it's going to have on future generations and our kids and grandchildren and things like that, um, you know, is important. I think older generation are probably more to blame in terms of the disregard for what's going to happen to our planet. But anyway, really good one, Cowspiracy, for the environmental side. And for the health side, there's another documentary called Forks Over Knives. Um, well, there's two really good ones, actually. The other one is What the Health. I think they're both on Netflix. Um, just really alert you to the things that excessive, especially excessive dairy consumption and processed meat can do. And the effects are devastating. Also, TJ, you said something about dental dinner. You had a veggie meal. I didn't realise that. Um, don't know if they mixed up your meals or if, that, if that's something you chose. But regardless, please don't base vegetarian food on the dental dinner. I hated that meal. And to be honest, all of the vegetarian meals I've had, vegan meals I've had at dental dinners, haven't been great. Um, even when we went to Midway and we went to Gaucho, I know a lot of people didn't enjoy the steak there. And that's a steak specialist restaurant. So, yeah, please don't stereotype the whole... I was going to say, I don't want you to think of it as a diet, but the whole, like, you know, veganism, vegetarianism based on that meal because I don't think they did it justice at all. I'm sending loads of voice notes here, sorry, but <laughs> passionate about it. Um, okay, another argument was just me going vegan, it will not make a difference. Okay, well, you know, if Nelson Mandela and Martin Luther King Jr. held the same view, what kind of world would we be living in right now? You want to be the person that stands up to wrong and makes a difference, you know? Not the one that just carries on being a sheep, perpetuating the whole cycle of wrongness that's going on, immorality. You want to be the person that says, recognises the fact that it's wrong and helps put a stop to it. And if everyone thought that they wouldn't make a difference, no change would ever be made and we'd stay exactly where we are. Another person said, I couldn't really recognise all the voices, especially with the accents, they were kind of meshed into one, but I definitely agree with a lot of the points Leroy was making and you, TJ, but the other, I think there were two other people, um, not so sure on what they were saying. One of them said, it has not caused any physical problems. People have been doing it for ages, they haven't, you know, got anything from it. Okay, well, the WHO, the World Health Organisation, classified processed meat as a carcinogen it causes cancer it literally has been classified to cause cancer but yet i still see people at the supermarkets buying their bacon buying their sausages not expecting anything to come from it um the western diet typically comprised you know lots of meat and dairy products has been linked not just linked but has a huge strong correlation with cardiovascular disease, diabetes type 2. We're currently in a massive obesity epidemic, which has huge healthcare implications and burdens. It has huge um, implications on the country's finance as well. 
Another point said it shouldn't be argued over vegetarian and veganism has been pushed upon us. Okay, well, this defensive attitude came more towards the end of the podcast. I think that's a really good thing. I think as people starting to think about what they're doing and eating and that defensive behaviour that they've been taught to adhere to, you know, when, when someone's been told eating meat is fine their whole life and when someone challenges it, the first thing is just instinct to just be defensive. Humans, as a rule, don't like change. But once we become a bit more open-minded and reflect on what we do, we can grow. Um, I think it was you that said people can't internalise it without personal experience and seeing it in front of us like the coronavirus. Absolutely right, yes. We are conditioned to detach the body parts on your plate to the animal. You don't think of it as the same thing. And when people start making that connection, that's when change can happen. Positive change. Another person said, at the end of the day, we're all followers, like the Nazis, what could someone do? What could they do? They could be different, okay? It's hard, you know? It's hard to take a different path. There is no easy path, you know? Things do get easier with time. And if if everyone tries a little bit, as there is, like, veganism is hugely, like, it's exponentially growing. So many people are doing their research and finding out now. And there's so many more alternative products out there making it easier. You know, the path does get easier. And even if you do have to take the hard path, you'll, you'll get used to it. You know, it's the right thing to do. You don't do things because they're easy. You do things because they're right. And if that's not the case, then what kind of world are we living in? And with respect to the ethical clothing and fair trade products, it's exactly the same, yeah. And it opens up the argument about vegans that don't eat dairy, but they'll wear suede and, and you know, consumerism and conscious choices. It may cost more to buy organic and it may cost more to buy from sustainable fashion and things like that but it's harder and more complicated and it's easier to ignore the children making primark clothes and not being paid and we're so fortunate to be living where we are and having the things that we have but ultimately life is not about what we have you know it's the small things in life and it's a lesson that a lot of people learn too late in life so it's something we should recognize while we're young and can make a difference I'm not saying I have all the answers. This is just a way of thinking and reflecting, you know, that can support a whole growth mindset and help us to evolve. And we need to grow and evolve. And this is what distinguishes us from animals. And there are indigenous species of humans living in, in jungles. They still hunt like cavemen. Some of them are cannibals. They can get all sorts of prion diseases, you know. We've advanced with the times. You know, we can't stay stationary in such a fast-moving society. As I said before, veganism is growing so fast and there is a reason for that, you know. I know, I understand why people are feeling threatened. It's something that's kind of popped up out of nowhere. Everyone kind of thinks of veganism as like, you know, a cult for hippies that do weed and and do yoga and just live in, you know, some weird place. And I used to think the same, I'll put my hands up. And unfortunately, there are always going to be wrongdoers in the world. We don't live in a perfect world, you know. Um... And there is always going to be a demand for meat as well, unfortunately. But our planet can't sustain it. You know, there's already been devastating effects on the planet, ranging from, you know, decreased diversity in marine life, with jellyfish nearly going extinct, several species of jellyfish, to Amazon rainforest was on fire not too long ago. And that's where the majority of medicine's been found in the past. So the fact that, you know, nearly half of it's burnt down... Because of making space for the animal agriculture industry in Brazil, it's just ridiculous. Another argument was I eat it because I enjoy it. So <laughs> I'm not going to spend too much time on this argument because, again, if it's applied to another unethical scenario, it just doesn't stand up. 
I will because, you know, I enjoy it. Okay, what if I said, I kill because I enjoy it? You know, what if it was in the context of murdering another species, not talking about animals? You know, what if I, you know, I enjoy murdering young girls because I like it. That's why I do it. I do it because I like it. It's just not a moral argument. That's not the right thing to do. And it's not the way, hopefully not the way we were taught. So yeah, thanks for the podcast. Really interesting. Really, um, it's good bringing this sort of topic to light. It's good to hear other people's opinions of it. And I love having debates about it. I think I've learned over the years that it's best just to remain calm and discuss it. Even people who are getting quite defensive. But ultimately, we fill your body with animals and, and other dead things. It's going to have an impact on your body, but also on the planet and on the animal and on others around you. People working to try and help fight all these diseases. And you're just eating loads of saturated fat and cholesterol and all these other nasty things. Um, it's just easier just to make more conscious food choices. It's so much easier now as well compared to where it was when I first went vegan. It's a whole different story and now there really is no excuse. So yeah, great podcasts and I'll share it. <laughs>